Once again, it's time for And Now the Good News, a weekly exploration of the good news happening in the world. Hi, I'm your host, Reverend Robert Brzezinski, and each week I explore and share the stories of hope and love and inspiration that have caught my eye in the past week. We'll explore exactly how we can create a world that works better for everyone. So get ready, it's time. And now, the good news. And hello again, dear ones. Robert Brzezinski with you, episode number 64 of And Now the Good News, an opportunity each week to come together and take a look at the good news stories that remind me, and I trust inspire you to remember, that we really are creating a world that works better for everyone. This week I want to get started with uh, one of CNN's heroes, and this is a story out of West Englewood near Chicago, a Chicago neighborhood. Uh, an activist there, Robin Carroll, started a nonprofit. A nonprofit's called I Grow Chicago, and uh, they've grown into a peace campus. Really great story here. Uh, it started with restorative justice ideas and started with a concept called the Peace House. Uh, the Peace House would bring together circles of uh, community members and police and other ways to create dialogue and understanding between uh, different groups there. And that expanded into the Peace Garden. Uh, they then uh, created a, a different programs with a basketball court and a healing justice uh, experience. They're working on all kinds of of different projects and doing great work to remind people and support people in this area of Chicago that we're working on this together folks we're in this together and they've been doing really really good work uh, this uh, story this I uh, this concept of the peace house and the peace campus uh, was introduced to me by one of our listeners this week so I encourage you, if you know of a good news story happening out there that you think we should know about, uh, send us the info. So, and you can send it to info at ntmedia.org, and we'll be sure to get that, take a look at it, and perhaps focus your story in one of our broadcasts. So thanks again for making sure that we knew about this. And thank you to Robin Carroll for doing such great work. I'll make sure you get links to see what they're doing, where you can uh, donate funds if you'd like, and learn more about this great organization. I, go, I Grow Chicago and their Peace Campus. Good work there. Hey, you know, this uh, past week we heard a lot about the Nobel Peace Prize winners for 2020, and we wanted to add our voice to say a huge shout out to the World Food Program, who won the Nobel Peace Prize for 2020, uh, specifically for its efforts to combat hunger and bettering conditions for peace in conflict-affected areas by seeking to prevent the use of hunger as a weapon. Uh, this is uh, the World Food Program. Uh, in 2019, they provided assistance to over a, uh, just close to 100 million people in 88 different countries, going uh, above and beyond to make sure that uh, the world has food and that everybody has food. And you know, here on the New Thought Media Network, part of our, we envision a world where there is enough food and resources for everyone and everyone knows they have access to the, that food and those resources. So 
We really like this story. Kudos and congratulations to the World Food Program 2020 winner of the Nobel Peace Prize. And here's a story that uh, came my way that I really like. Now, I was hanging out on a website called Gear Junkie. Uh, you can imagine what that's all about. I like my outdoor gear. And I ran into this story. Turns out there is a local Navajo bike packing guide living in the Four Corners region of Colorado, of the United States, Colorado, Utah, Arizona, and New Mexico. And he's developing a backpacking experience and trip for Navajo kids. Uh, other children of color from across the country are invited to apply as well. And they're raising funds and putting together bikes. And uh, they've got eight kids so far signed up for their very first inaugural bike packing uh, trip. This looks really great. And it's going to increase the local economy and bring more, uh, obviously, more work there. The gentleman's name is Yazi. I hope I'm saying that pronunciation correctly. And uh, so, congratulations, John Yazi. Uh, John, congratulations. Good work. Kudos to you to getting this up and running. Also, bringing biking to more people and the idea of bike backpacking to more of the Navajo and at-risk youth. Congratulations. Hey, uh, we talk a lot on this program about environmental reclamation, uh, the animal species that are coming back, how we clean up planet Earth. And this won't sound like a uh, something brand new because we talk about it a lot. Uh, more and more countries across the globe are committing to growing more and more trees. Well, here's another one that's getting involved. Uganda has uh, agreed and uh, set a goal to plant, uh, to create a new wildlife habitat and cor corridor restoration project is what they're calling it. And um, they're planting millions of trees, uh, three million trees actually, over the next three years uh, starting this year. And they're doing this, uh, all kinds of different trees. Uh, and what they're going to benefit the most is the chimpanzee and the chimpanzee habitat. Uh, most people know that we're most, uh, hum as humans, we're probably most closely related to the chimpanzee genetically. And, uh, and here we are saving the, ch giving them more uh, forest space to, uh, to roam in, especially in Uganda. So three million more trees over the next three years. That sounds like a winner here. And speaking of animals making a comeback, do you remember the Tasmanian devil? I only doing cartoons. I didn't know it was real. And I didn't know that it's been 3,000 years since there's been a Tasmanian devil on Australia's man mainland. Conservation groups this past year released 26 of the carnivore marsupials into a sanctuary area that's uh, north of Sydney. Uh, they're not trying to, uh, you know, breed them or, or, or support them. There's really no support for them at all. Uh, they're just releasing them into the wild. There are uh, plans to release 40 more of the Tasmanian devils over the next two years and see how they do and see what they do. The belief is that they will, uh, that they'll rebalance the forest after uh, foxes and cats were introduced. They uh, really kind of decimated the the forest. They believe the devils will come back and fight and uh, combat the feral cats and foxes that are out there right now. We'll see what happens. 
It's a great it's a great idea. Uh, I think it's a good news story. Let's reintroduce uh, habitat and animals into all the habitats. And part of that is we got to clean up the habitat we have. Now we talk a lot on this program about the plastic problem in our oceans, rivers, lakes. Well, the Canadian government is definitely about to do something very, uh, very radical there. Well, hopefully it's not too radical. It's not <laughs> that it, it won't be uh, followed by other countries. But they've set a goal to be zero plastic waste by 2030. And in part of that, they have banned a number of single-use plastic products starting in 2021. Yep, that's only a few months away, folks. Uh, based on this new criteria, they are planning pa plastic checkout bags, straws, stir sticks, six-pack rings, cutlery, and foodware ma made from hard-to-recycle plastics. As of next year, all of these items will be banned as ca the Canadian government moves to, uh, moves to a cleaner and less plastic-filled economy and lifestyle. Good for you, folks. Congratulations, Canada. You're going to make that zero plastic waste goal. I, I think you're going to make that very easily at this rate. So good for you guys. And, you know, there's other ways to eliminate plastic in our lives and on our planet. One of the ways is to just not need it in the first place. And one of the ways that we can eliminate use right now is to bring clean drinking water to the places where now we have to ship it in in bottles. Well, this story might also sound familiar as we talked about a project in the Navajo Desert of Arizona not long ago uh, around this idea. And Source Global has announced their third successful collaboration and installation of a water creation plant, hydro panels. They use these hydro plant panels and they pull drinking water out of the air doing nothing more than using the sunshine to power the whole system. So it's all off-grid. It's all based on solar power. And they pull water out of thin air. Or maybe it's not so thin. Maybe it's a little thinner after they pull the water out. I'm not sure which way it works. The company is based out of Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, this project is uh, in uh, the Philippines. And uh, th they've created a third installation. The the village that they are uh, working with, more than uh, it's going to be able to create more than 40,000 liters of renewable drinking water each year. That's a lot of water bottles we don't need. They say about 2 million plastic water bottles will be eliminated from the stream, from the waste stream, because we'll never need to make them because these folks will have renewable drinking water. We're doing it, folks. One way at a time, one day at a time. We are creating a world that looks markedly different than it did, uh, well, when I was born, back when uh, we were dependent upon fossil fuels. And, you know, we use fossil fuels to run a lot of things, and there's a lot of things that could be run on other fuel. Our bodies run on fuel, vegetables, many say spinach. I'm not going to make a Popeye joke here. Uh, and American University Department of Chemistry scientists and researchers is, have determined that spinach might be the perfect catalyst for an oxygen reduction reaction in fuel cells. That we can take this spinach, turn it into carbon nanosheets, and the short story is use it to power our cars and our vehicles. 
and use that to create the batteries. It's a pretty lengthy article here. I'll make sure I leave a, uh, a link so you could check it out because I don't think I could do it justice trying to explain all of this. <laughs> uh, but it looks like uh, the spinach could be processing, it could be processed in a way that powers electric vehicles. And kids thought they had it bad having to eat this stuff. Maybe we've had it all wrong. Maybe spinach isn't food. Maybe it's just fuel cells. Nah, I think it's food too. I like it too. Congratulations. Good work there. American University on figuring this one out. I'm going to follow that story. That's got a big follow on it now for me. I want to see how this turns out. Spinach is fuel cells. And uh, hey, you know, I don't think a show that in the past six months would be complete without at least one COVID story. And here is this week's COVID story. Uh, Brittany Woodrum uh, is a University of Denver grad student. Uh, right here in my adopted home state of Colorado. And uh, she realized when COVID happened that there was going to be, you know, her her plans to travel the world were going to be put to put aside for a while. And uh, being a mountain climber, she got another idea. And also being familiar with the nonprofit world, uh, she got this idea and she partnered up with a company called Shelterbox. And... Uh, shelter box is all about making sure that you have a well a 14 pound box that is filled with essential relief items and shelter these are people the, the organization are people that believe shelter is a human right and that no matter what's going on whether it's chaos uh, whether it's a disaster or a conflict uh, everybody needs shelter so this young woman decided she was going to climb all 58 of the Colorado 14,000-foot peaks with a 14-pound box on her back, the shelter box, and raise money as she did it. Now, uh, she would, wasn't incredibly organized in all of this. It was kind of a, a spur-of-the-moment idea. She just started climbing mountains. People started following along and making donations. It took her about 58 days to climb all these, these uh, or I'm sorry, about 78 days to climb the 58 different peaks. That's not a lot of days off there. Uh, so I actually pushed herself pretty hard. The, the good news is by the end of it all, she had raised oh, just about $85,000. Seems like a good mission. And raised a lot of, a, a lot of awareness for shelter box. That's what we're doing here. So we'll make sure we leave links to all of these, this story and all the stories we covered today in the show notes so that you can check them out and learn a little bit more about what's happening here on your own. Well, that's about all I've got for time for this week, folks. Thanks for being with us. Again, if you find a good news story out in your neck of the woods that you'd like us to cover, send us an email, info at ntmedia.org. We'll be happy to take a look at the story and perhaps cover it in one of our broadcasts. Until next week, go out there, be love, and be the good news. Peace and blessings. You've been listening to And Now the Good News, a part of the New Thought Media Network, available exclusively at New Thought Radio. Join us, patreon.com forward slash New Thought Radio. Positively inspiring.